0: What is the quickest way you've seen someone mess their life up? Just a fair warning, there's going to be a lot of drug use and sadness in this one. So, not so much bad as it was sad. This happened around 2006-2008. to 2008. Can't remember exactly when, because I was about 11 at the time. I had a friend in elementary school and middle school that lived within 2 miles from me in a CVS between our houses. Her, 12 years old, her little brother, 9 years old, and her mother, about 40-ish, were at CVS picking up a few things and were walking to their car in the parking lot. Apparently, as they were walking, the mother pushed both my friend and her brother away from her. My friend hit her head on the sidewalk and woke up to her brother screaming and crying. What happened was that as they were walking, the mother noticed a car that was slamming on the gas while trying to back out of a parking spot. The car was heading straight towards them and the mother pushed the kids out of the way. Car pinned the mother to the wall of the CVS and she died within minutes. The little brother saw the whole thing happen and has since been struggling with depression and traumatic PTSD since. And my friend got a concussion from the incident, lost her mother, and has never been the same. Sad thing is that the driver wasn't drunk or high or anything. It was a tiny little 80-year-old lady that wasn't used to driving the car and pressed too hard on the gas pedal. Don't exactly know what happened when the police got involved, but my friend has been messed up ever since. This forum has had a lot of comments about terrible people that have done terrible things. Not all bad things happen because of bad people. Sometimes they just happen. I had the pleasure of meeting the kindest person I've ever met. He came from a really snobby and popular family, but he was friends with literally everyone. He would hang out with the outcasts. He would actually come over if you posted online about how you were lonely. He didn't care at all about high school politics. I met him once, and he made a significant impact on my life. He was just genuine about being fair and nice to everyone he met. He had every chance to be a jerk, given that he was smart, good-looking, came from a wealthy family, but nope. He gave off this huge sense of peace when you were around him. If I had to describe the second coming of Jesus, it was him. A year after meeting him, he ends up missing for three days. Eventually, the story unfolds that he was at a party the night he went missing, but he was the designated driver for everyone, so it was odd that he just suddenly left before anyone else did. Three days later, my brother finds him on an old logging road in his pickup, head blasted off with a shotgun. He had apparently taken shrooms and wanted to meet God. His family found his Bible and it was filled with highlighted passages about heaven and the soul finding peace with Jesus. I'm guessing that the church he went to had a lot to do with it. It was the kind where everyone affluent and popular goes to, but given that they were disgusting people, they didn't seem to practice what they preached. The evil go to hell, but not us because we are here on Sunday. At his funeral, the pastor had the gall to say he went to hell because he committed a sin by killing himself. That kind of church. I really miss you, Stevie. Thank you for showing me the single bit of kindness I ever found in that town. Not me, but a friend was in AP Chem and they were working with some sodium something, and his classmate snorted it as a cocaine joke. He was rushed to the ER, and now his risk for nasal and lung cancer is through the roof. His predicted lifespan is like mid 30s, maybe early 40s now, and it was all for a crappy drug reference. A fourth year neurology resident got fired for attacking an Uber driver. She went through 4 years of college, 4 years of medical school, and was about to finish her 4th and last year of residency, acquired hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt along the way, and blew it all after she physically assaulted somebody. My college roommate hit a patch of wet leaves on his motorcycle and hit the curb. The bike flipped and hit him in the chest. When the cops arrived, he was disoriented and bruised, but otherwise okay. The cops thought he was drunk and took him in. In the drunk tank, he complained that he couldn't breathe. The nurse looked him over and said he was fine. Later, he collapsed in a cell. The cops woke him up, handcuffed him, and drove him to the hospital. When they got there, he was dead. Punctured lung. Suffocated. He was 23 and a senior at a very good college. He worked full-time and paid his own way. He was funny and kind and empathetic. He was supposed to be someone important. You'd think over time I would miss him less, but as I get older, I just think of who he would be as an older person. As a parent, I think of the wonderful kids denied a chance to exist because of the stupidity of multiple officers, and it surprises me the visceral, primal sadness I still feel about his loss. This happened in a two-week period. A friend of mine lost his kitchen job due to layoffs, looked in the paper for a job he could get quick so he could make his bills, rent, etc. Finds a listing for a company looking for a driver delivery person ASAP. He has a car, so he figures it would be a good quick fix. Calls and gets the job over the phone, and is told he starts the next evening gets a quote-unquote company cell phone, and does his first pickup. Turns out it's an escort agency, and he's picking up and dropping off the talent. Does this for a few nights and starts getting to know the girls. Turns out they're all addicted to crack. Big surprise. They get the idea in his head that he's doing all the groundwork, so he might as well post the ads himself and get his own phone, and they'll work for him. So we're about a week into this adventure, and he's gone from line cook to pimp. Fast forward a couple of days into pimping, and he comes to the conclusion that all these girls spend their money on is crack, So why not cut out the middleman and start paying them in what they want? He doesn't know where to get crack, but his kitchen buddies can hook him up with coke. Gets a bag of coke and googles how to make crack. Yes, really. Whips up a batch of kitchen crack and then is concerned that maybe he didn't make it correctly. So logically, he should try it first before giving it to his ladies. 36 hour crack binge later, he's hooked and proceeds to sell off everything, including the car and phone in the next few days. I dropped by his place to hang out around day 10. I had no idea any of this was going on. He meets me at the door, explains what he's been up to for the past few days, and says he doesn't want me there unless I'd like to pay and hook up with one of the crackheads in his living room. Strangely, I declined. Last time I saw him, he was cracked out yelling at people for change on a downtown street. 14 days and his entire life turned to garbage. I was the catcher for a kid in my town who was a nasty pitcher from an early age. At 16 or 17, he could throw 90 mile per hour fastballs, breaking balls, whatever. It was a pain to catch, and I had to keep a wet sponge inside my mitt in case I caught one directly in the palm. He was drafted 12th overall by the Marlins, and received a $1.8 million signing bonus that he got before he even went to spring training. Ended up blowing over a million and a half on drugs and partying, developed a coke habit that turned into an oxy habit that turned into heroin. Lost his ability to play lost a spot on the team, and his shot at many millions of dollars. It wasn't exactly overnight, but the dude wasted a mil and a half plus everything he would have gotten had he continued his upward trajectory and it all happened in about eight months. My ex-wife had four beautiful kids, two girls, twin boys, decent job, and an MBA with way more earning potential than she was at, had bariatric surgery, got obsessed with the attention she received from losing weight, Instagram, etc., Met some guy on this game she played, cheated, tried to make it work, my fault for not ending it, went on a trip for work, met some other guy, quote, fell in love, meth and heroin, landed a surprisingly great job, got fired two months later for not performing and being late slash sick all the time, double deposited her paychecks at least twice. Now she's awaiting trial for four felonies, presumably still doing drugs, and she has no right to see the kids because I refuse to let them see her around that crap. She makes no effort to see them and blames everyone else for her problems. Don't do drugs, kids. Or be a self-obsessed ever-victim. This kid I know, his cousin gave him a gun over the holidays as a present. So this idiot ordered pizza with his friends, and instead of paying, they robbed the delivery guy. Again, this is after they gave the address and name for the order. So now, because he just turned 18, he's being tried as an adult and faces like 10 years or more for being stupid. We were about 17, and me and my friends went to a beach house for summer. Well, there was a cliff, not so big one, should be around 5 meters high, and one of my friends decided to run and jump without checking how deep the sea was. Long story short, I had a lot of rocks, and he broke his back. He didn't screw over his life, but he lost both of his legs. Justine Sacco, the lady that tweeted, going to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS, just kidding, I'm white, and then got on an airplane. This story is too long to fit in the video, so just google Justine Sacco and you should get an article explaining what happened. When I was in college, I had a job at a local supermarket. One of my colleagues left at the beginning of summer as she was headed to uni in the autumn. Next thing I know, she's in the papers because she was driving a car while someone was car surfing on it and the guy died. Saw her in the shop a couple weeks after it happened and she looked a mess. I believe she went to prison, but not sure how long for. I used to work at a little diner in Constance Bay, Ontario. I imagine I could find an article about this. Didn't happen to me, but to a customer. I would estimate that it was about 10 years ago now. This post was made 6 years ago. The customer, female, and her boyfriend were out drinking at the local watering hole. There was that bar in the Legion in the little town. Anyway, her and her boyfriend had driven to the bar, and when they left, they did the smart thing and left their car at the bar and decided to walk home. Constance Bay is quite small. Basically, it's a main road that loops around the whole town, and all side roads branch off of that. The main road has a really sharp turn at one spot. So... Her and a boyfriend are walking on the side of the road. No sidewalks since it's a little, little town. Everyone literally knows everyone. As they're walking, a guy hits them. The driver was wasted drunk. He had been cut off at the Legion a while before the incident. Her and a boyfriend were hit so hard they were thrown into the ditch. Her boyfriend was killed instantly and she was severely hurt. She laid in the ditch for a few hours, unable to move until someone driving by noticed a hand sticking up. 911 was called. She had a couple surgeries after. If I recall... They had to put a metal rod in her leg. So, after Drunk Idiot hits them, he keeps driving and takes the sharp curve I mentioned too fast and ends up hitting the garage of a house on the corner. This wakes up the owners of the house, who didn't think too much of it, as apparently this was a common occurrence. Thing is, the owners of the house were the parents of the girl who had just gotten hit. I remember hearing how shook up and guilty they felt when they found out what happened. So, Drunk Guy was caught and charged, obviously. I guess he was known in the area, His stupid decision not only ruined his life, but the lives of the girl, her boyfriend, and their friends and family. It was pretty sad. She would come into the diner for breakfast, and I remember seeing the massive brace she had on her leg. Screw drunk drivers. There was a kid I went to school with, we'll call him Jerry, who I thought was a perfectly nice guy. Jerry was kind of known as the flamboyant gay kid in my school. He was good at school, had lots of friends, was well known in the community, and had recently just been accepted to an extremely good college. Just a few weeks ago, Jerry went to a party and intentionally got a 17-year-old kid so drunk and high that he passed out. Once the kid fell asleep, this guy forced himself on him and took pictures of the entire process while making faces and peace signs at the camera. The kid freaked out when he woke up and realized what happened. The police were immediately called. The police took Jerry's DNA and phone for evidence and quickly found over 150 nude pictures of underage boys from our local high school and all of the pictures of Jerry forcing himself on this poor kid at a party. Jerry is only 18 and now faces charges for forcing himself on an unconscious victim, forcing himself on a minor, possession of CP, and multiple cases of inappropriate assault. Right now, it looks like he will serve a minimum of 5 years in prison, but it is likely to be more. Apparently more victims have recently stepped forward, so he may be even more screwed than he was before. I can only hope so. People like that deserve life in prison. A few months ago, I had a friend of mine ask me if I wanted to try crack with him. I was busy, so I politely declined. He now has three different dealers calling up at the job looking for money, he's totaled two cars, only one of which was his, everyone hates him now because he's always begging for money and lying to everyone, and his mother had him locked up for stealing from her house. We've been watching this dude ruin his life for the past few months, and he won't listen to anyone when we tell him it's obvious his addiction is causing it. At a party with a friend. I didn't know our friends well. Someone offers us heroin and I want to leave. She, on the other hand, has a crush on the guy and wants to stay. She assures me she isn't interested in trying it. I try to talk her out of it and to just leave with me, but no. Plus, I'm starting to get crapped on for being lame, and I want out. The last thing she said to me before I left was, you're a drag and a terrible friend. I told her if worrying for her and my safety made me a drag and a bad friend, that I was okay with it. She died that night. So did he. Batch was laced with fentanyl, and they both OD'd. Thank you all. I'm not okay, but those were our last words exchanged. I will always feel there was more that I could have done the same way I feel that pang when I see a homeless person or there is some horrible tragedy, just part of the emotions of life. I know I had her best interests at heart and simply didn't have the life experience to know how to handle it past what I did. I did pretty well considering that. This was almost 10 years ago and I've been through counseling and know it was not my fault. It's just never ever going to be a situation I can feel totally at peace about and that's okay too. Some things just suck. This one's a lot so be ready. It took 14 years to get to the point I could write this TLDR and I appreciate everyone's concern and comments. Please consider donating to your local domestic violence shelter. I was very lucky to have the military keeping me safe and moving me across the country afterward. Very few women have any resources except the clothes they ran out the house with. Assuming they got out alive. Extremely late to the party. Take out $35,000 credit card debt for online adult images. Pay the interest by borrowing from a Chicago gang not tell his wife he's bisexual before she finds it. Take out a big insurance policy on her while she's in Iraq, thinking she'll die, and he'll have a million dollars to pay the card and the gang and live well. She doesn't die in Iraq, so he tries to strangle her while she's cooking dinner. He breaks her hand, but she chokes him out and escapes. He tries to fight police. He then tries to punch judges. Got two days for that. But his mama knows the judges, so the attempted murder as the domestic violence and the battery charges are dropped. Then he hides in the woods to avoid the process server for the divorce. So he then threatens, in writing, to kill the now ex-wife's exo and chaplain, except now it's wartime, so they throw him in the brig for military charges instead of civilian charges, so mama can't buy him free. And in the brig, he brags to everyone about how he tried to kill a sailor by flooding a ship's compartment years ago. So he gets charges of one sabotage, two attempted murders, two threatening murder, and all sorts of lesser charges. Dishonorable discharge, and just got out 14 years later. He managed all this in just four months. Source? I'm the ex-wife. The fastest way I screwed my life up was drugs. I got in a bad car accident in 2014 and had a bunch of surgeries and spent 5 months in the hospital. Afterwards, I was an opiate-addicted mess who eventually developed PTSD and was prescribed enough alprazolam to effectively erase about a year of my life. I've somehow managed to zombie my way through college and I graduate this May. My GPA sucks and I don't know if I'll be able to get in the nursing program at MUSC. I've been sober for a month now, and it felt like getting kicked by a whole football team for the first two weeks. I laid in a fetal position on the couch and watched 10 seasons of Cheers on Netflix, ate crackers and ginger ale, and i am somehow still alive. Thanks for all the support. I really appreciate it. It helps knowing other people have had it worse and everything worked out for them. I put a no-opiate directive in with my primary care doctor to stay on the safe side. People in my high school who drove like idiots and got themselves killed... Some of them were drunk, but even when they were sober, they did stupid stuff on the road. One guy got impatient and tried to pass a car and plowed into oncoming traffic and died. I remember on the way to a senior skip day celebration, I struggled to keep up with everyone else because they were all doing 100 and a 60 mile per hour zone. One girl got plastered and wrapped her car around a tree. One guy fell out of a car because he was drunk and fooling around, and every freaking time, people shed tears and ask, why did the good die young, as if it isn't going to happen to one of the other dozens of idiots driving like jerkwads a few months later. One guy got impatient and tried to pass a car and plod into oncoming traffic and died. I saved an idiot from this. We're all stuck behind a slow-moving truck or whatever, and due to oncoming traffic, we can't overtake. This is life. It sucks, but oh well. Then some idiot starts playing chicken and leapfrogging car by car, barely making it back into the right lane before the oncoming traffic that had been breaking hard not to hit him zoom past. I'm the one behind the truck, with massive, long vehicle notices on it, and then I see two things. Him edging to try and leapfrog me and an 18-wheeler in the other lane. Honestly, I could have let him die. Instead, I did perhaps the stupidest thing I've ever done in a car. Right before he pulled out to try and fly past me, I yanked the wheel over and blocked him, brake checked him, and sent him swerving and braking back into the other lane. I got back into my lane about a half second before the 18-wheeler screamed past, leaning on his horn. The dude would have had no chance to pass if he'd been in that lane and would have hit the 18-wheeler head on 100%. As a thank you, he floored it past both me and the truck 10 seconds later on a blind corner, flipping me off as he did so. This was 7-8 to eight years ago, and I'm pretty sure he's dead by now. My mom's friend's foster daughter was about a month from graduating high school. She was a straight-A student, and she had a bright and promising future ahead of her. As far as anyone knew, she was a perfect, good girl. But literally the day she turned 18, she disappeared. Her mom thought the worst, like she'd been kidnapped or killed. She didn't hear from her at all for about two weeks. The cops were looking for her, but turning up nothing. Then one day, she walks in the front door like nothing happened, As it turned out, on her 18th birthday and the subsequent couple weeks, she dropped out of school, got a really ugly tattoo that covers a large portion of the side of her torso, moved in a house with a couple of guys, which it was later found out that they were having gangbangs with her every day, blew a bunch of money on drugs. Then, when her mother yelled at her for making her worry and for doing so much stupid crap, she freaked out on her mom and left again that same day, disappearing for another several weeks. She came back to collect some of her things and decided she was moving across the country to live with her crackhead real mother that she was taken away from as a baby and never had anything to do with for her entire life. Today, roughly five years later, she has two babies from different dads, never went to college, and works at Walmart. She could have done anything she wanted, but she decided to screw up everything and go partying instead of just staying in school one more month. This may not be as bad as some of the other answers, but a friend of mine took out a loan for $250,000, I promise I am not exaggerating this number, to pay for her dream wedding to a guy she had known for three months. They got divorced after less than a year and she is still in debt from it. The course of a weekend, he met a girl at a party on Friday, put in his resignation at work, and sent an email to his advisor he was giving up his grad program on Saturday and moved across the continent with a girl he met by Monday morning. Last I heard about him, his friends gathered money to fly his homeless butt home two years later and he's been jobless and crashing on people's couches ever since. So, not a permanent mess up, but I've had four friends ruin their life over World of Warcraft. Kind of a happy ending, I guess. Four very close friends of mine all graduated high school at the same time. They all went to college, I joined the Marine Corps. We were all nerds and were all familiar with MMOs and Blizzard. World of Warcraft had really started getting hot, but there was just no freaking way I could play it but they all started. This was 2006-ish. Fast forward 8 years. I had finished my enlistment and went to college. Me and two of those guys are graduating college together with our bachelors. Another one never went back and the fourth one had to join the navy because he failed so many classes that his debt was astronomical and he couldn't get back into school. The culprit? World of Warcraft. These guys were putting in 12 hours a day for years on that game. They all failed, all dropped out all had to pick up the pieces years later after they got their lives back on track. They're all doing well now. None of us, myself included, will touch MMORPGs. Seriously, if you see your life headed down the drain because of an MMO, make changes. These guys lost four years of their lives over essentially nothing. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.